Amen. Well, let's open our Bibles to Psalm 148. Uh, a few announcements and things coming up that we need to remember. Don't forget about the work day. Uh, this Saturday, the 28th, we're going to be painting and doing a little bit of yard work as well, Lord willing. And uh, trunk and treat on the 31st. That's next Tuesday, right? If I remember the calendar right. 5.30 we're going to start, so be here a little after 5 if you could get in your spots. Uh, men's prayer breakfast is going to be on November the 4th. Uh, and then Harvest Banquet, November the 5th. Uh, and then we'll be taking Christmas offering for that, uh, for the missionaries. All right, Psalm 148. A lot of things coming up in the next little while. And we're looking forward, I'm already looking forward to the Christmas season, even though it's not time for that yet. Uh, I'm still looking forward to it. No one can stop me. And uh, I was in Home Depot trying to get paint for the work day. And uh, they, I was, uh, while they were doing stuff, I was trying to make a phone call and deal with some stuff. And, and uh, so I was standing over by the Christmas trees at the front of the store uh, talking on the phone. And I was like, I just, I can't be upset when I'm trying to deal with this thing. I can't be upset when I'm standing in the middle of Christmas trees. And uh, so it just uh, kind of helped my spirit a little bit, I guess. Psalm 148. Psalm 148, let's read it together, verse, uh, verse, four, uh, verse number one, there's 14 verses of this psalm. Verse number one says, Praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise, him. praise ye him all his angels, praise ye him all his host, praise ye him sun and moon, praise him all ye stars of light, praise him ye heavens of the heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not be pass, shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalteth the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. You know, I think if we could just grasp the greatness and the glory of God, our hearts would just overflow automatically with praise to him. Uh, no matter what is going on in the world today, and much sure is happening right now, uh, no struggle, no trial, no tragedy, no war, no anything else would ever be able to put out the fire inside of us uh, if we truly see who God is. And in every situation, we will be able to give thanks to God if we truly understand who he is. Ephesians 5.20 tells us giving thanks always for all things unto God and Father of the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can always do this, amen? And First uh, uh, Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And uh, we can give thanks and praise to him because he commands us to do it, amen? No matter what's going on. And once we see God for who he truly is, we'll long for him uh, to be able to receive the praise that he is worthy to receive. And this seems to be the desire of the psalmist in Psalm 148. Uh, the psalmist goes from one end of creation to the other, calling all of creation together to praise the Lord. 
Uh, it is as if he sees that there's just enough of creation around us to give God the amount of praise that he deserves. And so he calls for every single one to take part. And other psalms teach us why we should praise the Lord, but Psalm 148 teaches us who and what should praise the Lord. Everything. Amen. Everything that God has created should praise his holy name. And truthfully, one group ought to praise him far more than others, uh, people whom he's redeemed. Uh, those who are saved ought to praise him far more than anyone else. In a way, Psalm 148 is a prophetic psalm because it points to the day when every knee shall bow before Christ and every tongue shall confess his glory and his greatness. Isaiah 45:23 tells us, I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Romans 14, 11 tells us, For if it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. Philippians 2, 10 and 11 tells us that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's exactly what the Psalms 148 is talking about. Everything in the earth, above the earth, everything under the earth, everything will be praising the Lord. But the psalm is also practical in that it challenges us to offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, as it says in Hebrews. In the psalm, we see two main divisions of creation that are called the praise God. The psalmist begins with all that are, number one, above the skies. He says, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights, praise him, praise ye him, all his angels, praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Uh, first it tells us what should praise here in uh, letter A. The Hebrew word heavens literally means the sky, the firmament, the air. But also includes the stars and heavenly bodies. That's why we talk about the first heaven, the second heaven, and the third heaven and such. The Hebrew word here is a plural word that indicates three or more. And this actually lines up with the biblical references to three heavens. The atmosphere of the earth, uh, what we see when we look up during the day. Uh, the outer space, which is what we see when we look up at night, uh, if there's clouds not in the way. Uh, God's dwelling place, the highest heaven, uh, referred here as the heights. And we cannot see this at all. Um, but the psalmist starts with the third heaven, the dwelling place of God, calling these angels to praise him. Uh, the word hosts, of course, speaks to an army. And it's the great host of angels that battle in heavenly places against Satan are called on to praise him. And we know that they're busy, uh, for our sake, doing uh, the bidding of God and telling, doing what God sends them to do. And Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. If we really knew what was out there, it would probably terrify us. We'd probably never sleep. And probably there's a reason that God has closed those doors so that we don't know. But there is a war going on around us, and those angels are busy, but yet they're called on to praise him. And then the psalmist moves from the highest heaven toward the earth, and he calls the sun and the moon and the stars to praise God. He calls for the heavens of heavens to praise him, commonly thought of as what would be considered the heaven of our heavens, 
In other words, what is beyond our sky, the outer space. Others believe he has moved down to our heavens, our sky based upon the, uh, our sky based upon the phrase and you waters that are above the heavens. And some have interpreted this to being the clouds in the sky. Others believe there may be some form of water above that that we don't know anything about. Who knows? Uh, either way, as Spurgeon says, but let them be what they may. And as they may, they shall give glory to the Lord our God. It doesn't matter what, what it's specifically talking about. Uh, what's going to matter is that all of it's going to give praise to the Lord. It doesn't matter if we fully understand the meaning. Just recognize that all of God's creation is called on to praise the Lord. So what should praise him? And then we see in verse 5 and 6 why they should praise him. <coughs> we see this also in the second part as well. Kind of a what and then a why. Although I've titled it a little bit differently in the second portion. Uh, why they should praise him. Verse 5 he says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. <coughs> and this is their motivation for praising Yahweh. He gives two reasons. Uh, they have been created by him, and by their very existence, God's power and glory are revealed. Psalms 19.1 tells us, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Later in the Psalms, in Psalm 97, verse 6, he says, The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Secondly, they are permanent witnesses to God's existence and power. He put them in place permanently, and he established the laws that assure their existence and holds them in place. And we need to be faithful to praise our God. Not only did he create the heavens and all that are therein, but he created us. Amen? He reigns over the universe and maintains it for his glory. The beauty and the wonder of looking up at the sky at night testifies to his wonder and his glory. Uh, may it stir our hearts to praise him with all of our hearts. And the second group that the psalmist calls upon to praise the Lord are all the groups that are, number two, below the skies. Below the skies, verses 7 through 12, says, Praise the Lord from, all, from the earth, ye dragons on all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, and stormy wind fulling the, uh, fulfilling his word, mountains and hi all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Now the psalmist redirects his attention from the heavens to the earth, and he goes from one stretch of this earth and call, uh, to the other and calls for worship of the, of the Most High God. He begins, first of all, in the seas, letter A, in the seas. He begins with the sea. He commands all marine life as well as the mysterious ocean depths itself to praise the Lord. And dragons are the giant sea creatures, such as the whales or other creatures that we don't even know about yet. Uh, the depths of the ocean are vastly unexplored. Oh, they say only 19% of the ocean bottom has been surveyed. Uh, thinking about the world, uh, the land that we have surveyed and the land that we know about, uh, that's, pretty, that's amazing to me that only 19% we really have surveyed. We've been to the depths of the ocean now. Uh, we've got a, man, a couple of men down to the Mariana Trench, the deepest part of the oceans. Uh, but we've barely explored it, just what the light will shine on. It's so dark. <laughs> and uh, we probably don't want to know what's down there either. Uh, but 
uh, the, these, these monsters, if you will, these dragons uh, that the Bible calls here. It's the sea creatures that they're called on to praise the Lord. And we don't know what lies in the deepest parts of the ocean, yet it is called upon to praise him. All the dragons and all the deeps. Then letter B, uh, that those which are above the land. Verse 8 speaks about the elements of the seas and lands. Uh, the elements themselves, fire, hail, snow, and clouds, stormy winds, all of it is said to, have, to fulfill his word. Oh, what a powerful and mighty God we serve. Amen. Uh, he has created it all and determines their behavior. He established laws that direct their cycles and they do his bidding. And the psalmist then moves to that which is on the land. We talk about in the skies, above the lands, and now on the lands. Verse 9 and 10 says, Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl. Now the mountains and hills, the fruitful trees and the cedars, they're all being called on to praise the Lord. And the beasts, this word is hayah, it's a, a living thing, an animal. So it's not necessarily something that's a monster or something like that, or even just a cattle that we would think. But in fact, that's called on separately, the cattle. But the creeping things, those are the small animals, the reptiles, uh, beings that creep and crawl, all the things that we really don't want to see ourselves too. Uh, but the flying fowl, all the birds of the sky, all of these are called upon along with all the other groups to praise the Lord from the earth. Then the psalmist turns to the final group of God's creation, the pinnacle of his creation, the one he died for, the one he loves the most. That is all men. Verse 11 says, King of, Kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. The crown of God's creation is now called upon from the highest, the kings of the earth, the judges, to the lowest, the little children. And all are called on to praise the name of the Lord. People of all ages have equal footing to praise the Lord. Amen. And it means just as much to God to hear them all. And standing on uh, all the uh, all standings of people, all categories of people, if you will, uh, they're all called on to praise God. They're all called upon to praise Him. And then we are given in verse number 13 and 14 the motivation of our praise, the why, I guess you could say. Verse 13, it says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth, in heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, <clears throat> even the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Here, just as with the heavens, the psalmist gives us two reasons why we and all the earth ought to praise God. First, he alone is the excellent God, the one true God. His glory is above the earth and heavens together. Nothing on this earth in its vast beauty can compare to the glory of God. And secondly, because he has exalted the horn of his people. The horn speaks of power as throughout, it does throughout the Bible. His people speaking of Israel. And of all the people of the earth, God has chosen one man, Abraham, and his descendants. From that man, one tribe was chosen above all else to bring forth the horn of his people. And from that tribe came one man whose descendant would carry forth the throne of David. The horn, the power of his people will be exalted, he says. 
The praise of this one will be risen from all of his saints. Even all the children of Israel, a people near and nigh unto him, as the Bible says here, a people dear to his heart. We who have received God's salvation ought to more faithfully and more loudly proclaim his praise more than anyone else in creation. We can praise him for a reason that no one else can. We are redeemed. Peter revealed that the angels, God's most cre powerful created beings, long to understand salvation through Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12 says, Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. I remember hearing a song in my childhood. Uh, it's a song, Holy Angels Cannot Sing. Have you ever heard that song before? Uh, it goes, angels never knew the joy that was mine, for the blood has never washed their sins away. Though they sing in heaven, there will come a time when silently they'll listen as I sing amazing grace. It's a song holy angels cannot sing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. It's a song holy angels cannot sing. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Amen. It's a song they can't sing. They can sing a lot of praises, but they can't sing about being redeemed. And we ought to be singing louder than all the angels of all creation. We ought to praise the Lord all the days of our lives, forever and ever. He's created us. Not only that, but he's bought us. He's coming back to get us. Amen? And he'll spend eternity with us. We'll never be parted again. Boy, let's just praise the Lord. Amen? Well, it didn't last long tonight. We got a lot to cover tonight, so I wanted to just share something small with you. We'll move forward into our prayer time. Um, and I'll just take some prayer requests, and then I'll, I'll just pray tonight. Save some time. You can go on to the next screen there.